0: Gather the kiddos around. This is our midweek service, Amen. And as we um, as we set aside this time to get in the Word, we come to His house, even though we're in our homes, but we're still setting that that time aside. When we come to God's house, when we come to hear His Word, He blesses our house, Amen. We take the time to be with Him. We take the time to renew our minds. You know, every time we get together. Um, As a body, we are renewing our mind. What does that mean? It means we are exchanging our thoughts, Mm -hmm. the world's thoughts, for how God thinks. You know, God thinks... uh, Um, A different way than we do sometimes it's a lot higher than the way we do and God wants to bring our thinking up to his thinking Amen, Amen. so get your Bible get a pen and paper your journal whatever you have ready to take notes and we are going to get started tonight Amen, I want to start with um, one thing that came into my heart a while back. This isn't my message so don't hold it against me, but um, Was not to take for granted River Church, come on, River Church, are you out there? Not to take for granted what you know about the Word. Um, Not to take for granted the faith that you've been brought into. Um, Others have paid a high price for the kind of faith that we know about, that we can walk in, so don't treat it lightly. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the knowledge of the Word we walk in was paid with a high price. I grew up in the uh, word of faith. I grew up hearing about faith. And I remember the ministers that I listened to, the persecution they faced. You know, it's like someone who goes into the armed forces, right? And our military, they're going out and they're uh, they're protecting territories. These ministers, these generals of faith went before us and they, they got some land, they got some territory, if I could say that, in the spirit, and they got it for us. And it's so easy to take for granted what we know about faith. You know, when, when Doctor um, he went to heaven in October 2013, the Lord had me go into 1 and 2 Timothy. And he really ministered to me about guarding the deposits that have, that had been placed in my life by him. You have all received deposits from someone in the faith. If you, if Pastor Marcus and I are your pastor, our pastors are Pastor Nancy and Doctor was our spiritual father, then you're, you're receiving deposits from them when you're when you're hearing us. Amen. Amen. Um, I grew up under Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagen, So there have been deposits that have been placed in my life that I have to guard. I have to protect. I can't let the things that I've learned, I can't let them go. And because we're going to need those deposits. When are we going to need them? We're going to need them through life to make a withdrawal on. Don't take for granted what you know. There are many who don't know what you know. About faith. They don't know that you can speak to the mountain and it'll be removed. But you know. Yeah. You know. Yes. Come on. They don't know that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Yeah. They don't know that there's some things in, in life that they can take. Yeah. But you know. That's right. So don't live like you don't know. Yeah, it's good. Don't live like you don't know what come you can on. take, you come can on. take, partake of. There's some things you need to take. Come on, church, you need to take some things. We're not getting slothful. We're not uh, drawing back during this time. We're still taking what God has for us. Amen. 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 We're not waiting for something to happen. We are stepping into, see, everything God provided was on that cross. Everything that we ever needed, he did on the cross. So why would we sit back and like, well, I'm just waiting for God to move. No, God's waiting for you. To get up and possess your land. What are you believing God for? Get up and possess it. You're believing God to be debt free. Don't wallow around. No, No, get up, rise up in faith, the faith that you know, the deposit of faith that's been placed in your heart and say, I'm taking this. Yes, I am debt free by faith. I may not see it with my eyes, but I believe I receive it now. Amen. Amen. Some people don't know that, that they're supposed to be led by the Spirit but you know don't let that slip you know that we don't follow signs we're not following dreams we're not following prophecies we're following the Spirit of God now those things may come but it has to bear witness with our spirit Amen. amen so we know we know some things and there are our ministers of the gospel that have gone on before us and taught these things to us and Come on, we're, we've picked them up, right? We know these things. How about faith is an act? Come on, we know that faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Come on, church, you know this, right? You know that, yeah, I got faith. Yeah, but you, you have faith, but you've got to put some action to your faith. Right, Don't right. let that slip. Don't think, well, yeah, you know, I've got faith. God gave me my faith. I'm building my faith. You're building your faith uh-huh. so you can step out and do something with yeah. it. Yeah. Because until you take that step, your faith isn't going to go to work. Yeah, that's right. Right. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord. We know that uh, there is a responding. We've got faith, but we have to respond. We have to rejoice. We have to confess. We right. have to um, dance in the Spirit. Come on. We have to do something. We have to take action. Yeah. right? So these are just a few principles of faith, if I could say it that way, that we have learned and we should be so grateful that we know them. But church, don't let them slip. Yeah. No, there's a scripture, I don't have the reference here for it, but it says take heed lest you let these things slip. Don't let those things slip that we know about, that you've been taught, those deposits yes. that have been placed in your life, things you've been taught. Yes. Don't let them slip. Don't get lazy with them, yes. but keep moving forward. Keep do- How do you not let that slip? You keep doing what you know to do. Yes. You keep speaking to the mountain. You yes. keep taking that step of faith. Come on. You keep being led by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. You keep doing what you know to do. Yes. You're you're guarding those deposits. You're remembering them, but you're not just remembering them. You're doing it. Uh You're doing it. Come on. on. So we are of the household of faith. It's our heritage. It's where we came from. Come on. If you just received Jesus, you've been given a new heritage. You've been given a new bloodline. You are of the bloodline of faith, of the bloodline of God. Come on. Praise the Lord. So we're not drawing back, but we're pressing forward yeah. into all that God has for us. You know, others may draw back from the word of faith, walking in the word and the spirit, but I'm not. Come on, Good. And you've got to make a decision in your life because there will be people who will walk away from the word and the spirit. They'll walk away, but you have to make a determination. I, I can't walk away. Yeah. The word of God. Knowing what I know yeah. from his word, the deposits that have been uh, put in my life, yeah. placed in me, yes. have rescued me too many times. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've saved my marriage. it's saved my life. it's saved my children. And it saved my job. And I can honestly, all four or five of those things, the word of faith has saved me yes. and rescued me yes. many times. Yes. Why would I leave my place of rescue? Yes. Good. I'm not. I'm not leaving my place of rescue. Yeah. It has um, faith in God, knowing that He's always with me, that He gets me to the other side, knowing that He's faithful, knowing that I am a co-laborer with God, knowing that I'm not waiting for Him to do something, yeah. but that I am co-laboring with yeah. Him and that I have a part to play. These are truths I don't let slip. Yes, Good. These are truths that we have to hold on to. And remember, I've got a part to play. I have to cooperate with God for, um, these things to take place in my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm telling you, he's gotten me through every opposition, every storm, every trial, and he'll get you through too. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad for the deposits that have been placed in your life? Value those deposits, value them, value the ministers that you are under that uh, preach those things that teach those things. You know, when we're sitting under our pastor, I always think, could it get any better? Because she's taken me higher. Mm -hmm. She's taking me higher in the word. She's taking me to a higher place of living with God, to a closer union with the Lord, amen? Mm -hmm. I don't take that lightly because I know many have sacrificed time with their family. They've sacrificed their money. They've sacrificed their own will and what they wanted to do with their life. And they laid it down to do what God called them to do. Praise God. And there's a blessing to that right there because God's will is your wealthy place. Amen. But don't ever take those things lightly. Value. River Church, I'm telling you, it came to me a few weeks ago. Be a place of honor we already are i believe we are but we can always get better and we need to honor the deposits that god has placed in our life honor those men and women of god that have imparted it into us protect those deposits amen, amen. praise god let's open up our bibles to second timothy chapter 2 That's so, good. so we don't want to contaminate those deposits yeah. that have been placed on the inside of us amen. We want to treasure those deposits, and we want to walk those things out in our life. You know, a deposit isn't just there just because, just to be there. A deposit is there so you can make a withdrawal. It, there, that deposit that God has placed in you through the Word, uh, through the preaching, through the teaching of God's Word that has been put into you, it's there so you can make a withdrawal. It's there so you can get get your answers when you need them. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get a deposit, and you know what? You may not need it right then. Yeah, that's good. That's but you have to value it and know it's still there. Yeah. Don't forget that that deposit is there. And then when you need it, you go and you make a withdrawal, and you use it, and your answer's right there. Whew, you just get right over. Amen? Amen. So we want to make sure that we are... Um, we, are, we aren't taking those deposits for granted. And we don't want our lives... You know, one thing I, I love about the generals of faith is that they were consecrated. Say consecrated. consecrated. To the call of God. They were consecrated to His will. Amen. So we can be consecrated and not contaminated. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, to be consecrated to the will of God. Just like these great men and women of faith that lay down their own will, lay down their own wants, their own preferences. Even if we're not in the ministry, there are times in our life, throughout our life, that's what Christianity is, living for Jesus is. It's laying down our own will for what He wants in our lives. Amen. And His His will and His way is always way better than we could even imagine or that we think our way would be you know sometimes we think well our way would be better but that's a lie from the enemy god's way is always Always. way better right so second timothy chapter 2 verse 20 in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and clay some for honor some for dishonor Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Amen. Come on. So there are vessels of honor in God's house and there are vessels of dishonor. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be fit for the master's use. And I know that you do too. We want to be fit for the master's use. The Amplified says this. Whoever cleanses himself, who separates himself from contact, listen, who separates himself from contact with contaminating and corrupting influences will then himself be a vessel set apart and useful for honorable and noble purposes consecrated, say consecrated, consecrated, and profitable to the master, fit and ready for any good work. Come on. You know, we're not just getting, oh, well, you know, I just love the Lord. I ask Jesus into my heart. We're not just getting born again and saved and serving the Lord just so we can go to heaven. That's a benefit. God wants us to be his ambassador on earth. He wants to use us. He wants us to be fit. For the master's work. Amen. Good. And so it's saying here that there are these two vessels. But the vessel, it's not saying God sets you apart. It says you're setting yourself apart. That's good. We have to set ourselves apart. We have to determine, do I want to be a vessel of honor? Yeah. Fit? Profitable? Consecrated to the master? Do you want that? I know I want that. I think you want that, too. Amen. You know, your faith will la- lack confidence. You'll have a difficult time, if I could say this, being a faith person, if things come in and contaminate your lifestyle of faith. Because we're called to live a lifestyle of faith. We're of the household of faith. And I'm not talking about, in, I'm not talking about like the, the devil coming in or doubt or unbelief. I mean, that's all the enemy. But I'm talking about things which some of these things, you know, that we allow to contaminate. Did you know that there are things in this life that we open the door to and we allow to come in and contaminate our lifestyle of faith? And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight, that we are going to be consecrated. Say consecrated. Consecrated. That means set apart. Consecrated and not contaminated. Amen. And as we've been um, going through this time, I heard... I heard my pastor say this, and I can't remember if she was quoting someone or she just said it. But she said, some of you, it's time to um, hit the reset button. Hit the reset button. And for me, when I was listening to that, I just thought there are some areas in my life that I need to consecrate to the Lord. You know, it's an ongoing process every day where you're, Lord, I'm consecrated to you. Uh, I'm committed to you, wholly committed to you, right? We as Christians, we're called to live a higher life. We aren't called to live the lower life. And a person living the higher life, you're not just, well, you know, I'm born again. My spirit is of God. That is true. Your spirit is born of God. When you ask Jesus into your heart, your spirit becomes alive to God. Now you start to recognize, oh, there are things that I'm doing that. Maybe I shouldn't be doing because now your spirit's alive to God and God's enlightening you or, oh, there are some things I shouldn't be thinking, (laughs) you know, that I've been thinking. Right. Because your spirit, when you get born again and ask Jesus into your heart, your spirit becomes alive to God. Now there's an enlightening of things that you need to change or or changes you need to make. Right. So you can live the higher life. But too often we forget about, you know, we know we have it. We know we are a spirit. That's the real you. Mm-hmm. But often we forget about the body that houses our spirit. This is our body, our flesh, mm-hmm. and our soul, which is our mind, our will, and emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things are also to be separated unto God. That's good. That's good. Did you hear me? Yeah. Those it. things are also to be separated unto God. Our body is to be consecrated to the Lord. It's His. And I'm going to show you a scripture tonight that says that. And our soul, which is our mind, our will and emotions, is also to be consecrated to the Lord, separated unto God. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to look at this scripture, which talks about the spirit, the soul, and the body. So you are a spirit. The real you is a spirit. When you die and go to heaven, your spirit will leave this body, this house. And the Bible says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So boom, you're right in his presence if you've asked Jesus into your heart. If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, you want to do that. You want to make him the Lord of your life. And you can pray, Lord, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Be my father. Take my life. Do something with my life. Do something with my life, Lord Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in you. And when you do that, your spirit becomes alive to God. And it's like, whoo! Mm-hmm. It's like the real you wakes up. Mm-hmm. You've been living in a fog. You've been living following the world. You were living in darkness. And all of a sudden now you've been brought into light, right? Yes. But First Thessalonians 5 23 through 24 says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely may your whole spirit soul it's your mind will and emotions and your body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ so he's saying may the god of peace himself sanctify you that word sanctify means to consecrate you Mm -hmm. it means to separate you completely i love that word completely Mm -hmm. not just partially But God wants to separate you completely from the things of this world that would try and contaminate your life. See, those those things that would try to contaminate your life, they're distraction. They're distraction. They're trying to take you off the plan of God. They're trying to keep you from walking in the fullness of God. See, the enemy, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He'll send things that they look good, they feel good, they taste good. And your body or your flesh, it wants it. Right? But there is a separating unto God of your body and your soul. Come on. He says, I want to sanctify you completely so that your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So God wants us to, um, He wants to sanctify us. Praise God. Separate us from impure things. Yeah. It's good. We know that our spirit, man, when we got born again, is separated out of darkness, has been brought out of darkness and into light. But what about our body? Mm-hmm. What about our soul? Did we forget that those two are also His now? Mm-hmm. Come on, what? We're, we're talking about being consecrated and not contaminated. Come on, we want to be consecrated to the Lord. Amen. So our body and soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, will try to, um, you know, give in to things that will try to contaminate. Try to make us a vessel of dishonor. No vessels of dishonor. And I'm going to tell you something. If you don't do anything with your body and your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, Mm -hmm. they will take charge of your life and allow contamination into your life. Mm -hmm. Come on. So our spirit is born of God at the new birth, but our, our bodies and our minds, they need to be consecrated. Our, our soul needs to be set apart for the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens? We have this desire when we get born again. We're brought into the light. All of a sudden, we want to do what's right because yeah, mm-hmm. now our spirit is alive to God. Yes. But for some reason, our body still wants to do what it wants to do. Yes. And our soul, our mind, our will, emotions still wants to do the same thing, think the same way, react to the same way. But when we truly give ourselves over to the Lord, it's to be a full takeover, mm-hmm. a complete takeover. Come on. Because they're not three separate um, areas of our life. Yeah. They're not to be three separate areas. They are the spirit, the soul, and the body. But God hasn't just taken over my spirit, I haven't just submitted my my spirit to him and became new. I'm also, when I come into the kingdom of God, I've given him my body. Mm. I've given him my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. Yeah. I've consecrated those things yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. So yes. my body and my soul, my mind, my will, emotions, they're going to they're respond differently than the world responds. They're going to look different than the world looks. Yeah. They're going to think different than the world thinks. Come on. So many Christians, we give our lives over to the Lord as our, as our savior, but we don't yield our bodies yes. or our souls, our mind, our will, our emotions. So, so people, Christians, they go through life and they're always struggling because they think their body and their soul, that that doesn't matter to God, Yes. Mm-hmm. right? Well, I'm going to heaven, I'm good. And since they haven't given their body and their soul, their mind, their will and emotions to God, there's a, mm-hmm. There's a constant power struggle. Come on. There's a constant power struggle. Each one wants to be in charge. Your body wants to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Right? Your soul wants to be in charge. Your mind, your will, and emotions, they want to be in charge. And your spirit is saying, I'm the one who's supposed to be in charge. Yeah. Right? Your spirit is the one, and it is. And have you ever noticed that when you yield to your body, Or your soul there's a scratchy something on the inside something just feels kind of ucky right like that was wrong i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have said that what is that that's your spirit man Mm -hmm. that's your spirit man saying let me be in charge of these two things let me be in charge of your body and your soul your mind your will and emotions i heard someone say this once I don't know if it was Pastor Nancy or Pastor Morgan, someone, I can't remember who said, but they said, your spirit is like the parent Mm -hmm. and your body and your soul are the two children. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have to constantly keep them in line. You've got to constantly keep your body and your soul, your mind, your will and emotions in line. Because if you don't, they will take charge of your life. You will know what is in charge of your life, but by what you yield mostly to. If your body's in charge, you're always giving in to temptations. You you allow it to eat whatever it wants to eat. Dress however it wants to dress. Say whatever it wants to say. Do whatever it wants to do. Go wherever it wants to go, right? I'm going to be whatever I want. What's that? That's your body. That's your flesh trying to take dominion and rule over you, trying to, con- trying to control the direction of your life. Mm-hmm. See, they're not just trying to rule over you, but they're trying to control the direction of your life, yep. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What about your, your soul trying to take control? Your mind, your will, and emotions, you know, you're trying to reason things out, allowing your, your mind to, to make the decisions. Trying to mentally calculate how this is going to happen. And and that mental calculation is always leading your decisions. Or it's causing you to fear. Or it's causing you to worry. Mm -hmm. Right? That's your mind. Your mind. If you don't don't take control. Take charge of that. Your mind will run loose. It will run wild. You'll deal with all kinds of thoughts. It will turn into torment. Mm. Mm -hmm. But thank God we can cast every thought down. If you get a thought that's against the word. You get a thought of fear. You get a thought of worry. You say, Oh no, no, no. I cast down that thought of fear. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You cast that, that thought down. You allow your spirit man to take charge. Don't let your thoughts run wild. If you're letting your thoughts run wild, oh my gosh, next thing you know, you're thinking about, here you are, 25, you're thinking about the end of your life. You're only 25. You're thinking about your funeral, that you're going to die. That's the enemy. Your mind has taken rule over your life. Your mind is ruling your life. You're thinking about things that are so far out there, you've allowed your mind to, to, uh, to escalate. You know, if you take one thought, that's well, just one thought. Next thing you know, I feel like it brings a little string. You can't see the string, but there's another thought attached to it. And then there's another thought. And there's another thought. And they all keep coming. Next thing you know, your mind is just uh, just filled with thoughts of all different kinds of things. And they're tormenting thoughts. And there's confusion. And there's no peace. Why? Because you didn't take charge, take control over that one wrong thought, tried to tell you that you weren't going to be able to pay your mortgage that. That, that month, or tried to tell you, you know, something's wrong with your child, you didn't take control of that thought, now you've got all these thoughts coming in, and, they're, and I'm telling you, they're random, they come in and they start attacking uh, your marriage, then the next thing you have a thought about your husband, and the next thing you have a thought about your, your parents, and, and about your employer, and, and now your car, you're thinking, this, this stupid car, you know, all these thoughts are coming in, because you've allowed your mind to run rampant. And he didn't take charge of your mind. Yeah, Come on. Come on. Don't allow your mind to run wild. Yes. Reign it in. Yes. Have your spirit say, oh, no, you don't mind. We're not thinking those thoughts. Those aren't my thoughts. Those yes. are the enemy's thoughts. I cast those thoughts down. And you answer specifically yes. what that thought is telling you. Oh, no, no, devil, you're a liar. I, I always say, devil, you're a liar. Yeah. I just remind him, you're a liar. That's not even the truth. Yeah. Amen. What about your will? Trying to control and lead you. Your will wants to give in to whatever you want. Wants to do its own thing. It has its own desires, right? It has its... Come on, your will, you know, you've got to lay your will down. Mm -hmm. Subject it to your spirit. What does God want me to do? What's God's will for my life? What about your emotions? Are you allowing your emotions to take charge of your life? You know if you wake up happy it's a good day and everybody's they're they're excited that you're happy that day mm-hmm. right but if someone takes you off Uh-oh. or you wake up on the wrong side of the bed there goes your whole day it's over for you Not and everybody else around you knows it's done uh-huh. what's happening here you're allowing your emotions to rule over you to control you come on and they're in control of your life well, what are we characterized by? Mm-hmm. What's leading us? Is our body leading us? Are we giving into things? Is our mind leading us? Is our own will leading us? Is it our emotions? Are we emotional? Up one day, down the next. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? See, we have to stay on top of that natural man daily. Mm-hmm. The body and your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions that's the natural man. Yeah. Right? Come on, but or are we yielded to the spirit of God? Mm -hmm. Do we walk out the fruits of the spirit? Do we stay in love, joy, peace, patience? You know, all those fruits, are we yielded to those? Mm -hmm. Do our spirits take over when the body rises up? We say, no, no body. You're not going to get angry right now, right? No emotions. You're not going to get angry. No, I'm not getting angry. Are you answering back? No, I'm not going to get frustrated. Love is not frustrated. Love is not easily offended. I'm not easily offended. I'm not touchy because love's not touchy, and I'm walking in the love of God, right? Are you answering those things back? See, that's allowing your spirit to rule over your mind and your soul, your 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 uh, your body. I'm sorry, and your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions so true consecration true commitment to the lord come on it's giving my body over to the lord not just my spirit i gave my spirit now my spirit's new now when i got born again my body didn't change it didn't become a whole new body some of us wish we had a whole new body when we got born again but that didn't happen right but i want you to look at first corinthians turn in your bibles if you would to first corinthians chapter six so when we become born again you know I, i heard i was remembering um, a snippet of a story that I had read, and I can't remember where I read it, but of a minister when he would give an altar call. This was way back. I don't know if it was in the 1800s, 1900s, but way before my time. He would give an altar call and asking those who wanted to come up and receive Jesus, he would make sure that they were coming up to consecrate and commit their lives to God. Not just a new spirit, you know, being put in inside them, but they're giving their bodies over. Are you willing to give your body? Are you willing to consecrate, commit to God? Yeah. Are you willing to do that? Because if you're not, he'd say, you're really not born again. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're really, you're just playing church. Yeah. That's religion. Yeah. Well, come on. So first yeah. Corinthians chapter six, verse 17 says this, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Now we're talking about the body. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Now I want you to notice verse 19. Or do you not know, River Church, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Come on, there's the Holy Spirit. He's living in your body. So your body ought to be consecrated to the Lord. Where are you taking your body? What are you doing with your body? What are you allowing your body to to give into? Come on. It says, verse 20, I love, well, it continues. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. You are not your own. Verse 20 says, you were bought. We were bought at a price. What price was that? The blood of Jesus was was, was, ble- Jesus bled for us. Yes. Come on. Yeah. That's the price he paid. Good. Therefore, glorify God. What does it say? In your, your body. body. Yeah, good. Woo! Yeah. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Uh-huh. River Church, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God lives in there. It's His body. Say, my body body. is His body. body. And I'm going to glorify God in my body. body. Come on. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Praise God. Our body is the Lord's. Amen. Amen? Amen. Mm -mm -mm. Now, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5. So our body is the Lord. It says our body's not our own. Well, you could just, you know, we could just meditate on that. It's not our own. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Lord, I want to glorify you in my body. If you've made some mistakes, if you haven't been glorifying God in your body, you know, I think of this. What would Jesus do with his body? Would I do that? Am I going to do that with my body? If Jesus wouldn't do that with his body, I'm not going to do it with my body. We, you know that old saying, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Yeah. No, let's break it down. What would Jesus do with his body? That's good. Am I going to do that with my body? I'm only going to do, do with my body what God would do. Yeah. That's Come, on, Come on, because my body is not my own. That's right. Parents, you need to teach your kids this. Your body is not your own. It is God's. It belongs to him. We are glorifying God, not just well, I go to church, I lift my hands, I raise my hand. Yeah, those are good, but are you glorifying God in your body? Are you bringing glory to him with your body? Well, praise the Lord. You will know what is in charge of your life by what you yield mostly to. Yeah. If you're giving in to temptations and your body and all those kind of things, your, your body is is ruling you your flesh we could say your flesh right And we and that's where we get that term carnal Christians Uh because carnal Christians they've asked Jesus into their heart but their lives are carnal their bodies aren't consecrated to God their soul their mind their will emotions it's not consecrated to the Lord they say and do whatever they want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's called a carnal Christian we are not called to be carnal Christians we're called to express the very life of god that it, it's so expressed in us it's it's part of us that it comes out of of our bodies and it comes out when we talk and it comes out when we make decisions yeah. and it comes out in our emotions there's joy we're not depressed Yeah. come on Come on, amen. Because we're consecrated to the Lord. Yes. There's some things that we have to push the reset button. Uh-huh. Be consecrated to God, amen. Yes. If he, How do we how do we become consecrated to the Lord? First of all, we can make that daily commitment. Father God, I consecrate myself to you today. In other words, I'm setting myself apart for you. I'm setting myself apart. My mind, my body, my will, my emotions. I'm. I'm I Lord. I, it's yours. It's yours. So I'm only going to do what you would do. I'm only going to say what you would say. I'm only going to think what you would think. If I have a thought that Jesus wouldn't think, I'm casting that thought down. Yeah. Think about it. Are you thinking thoughts that Jesus would think? Uh, yeah. that's good. I dare say many of us think thoughts Jesus would never think. That's good. Good. Some of us have had thoughts against one another, mm-hmm. and they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Jesus, would, Jesus doesn't think like that. Yeah, He doesn't so have bad. thoughts against other people doesn't have good. thoughts of ill will so when he get when a thought comes and I'm not gonna say those thoughts aren't gonna come they'll try and come we live in this natural world but you've got to catch it mm-hmm. right they, they fly around Can't you say that those thoughts they fly around they try and make a nest in your in your head That's right. you got to cast that thought down yeah. no I will not think ill towards my spouse yeah. no I will not have are you catching those thoughts you know what the enemy's trying to do he's trying to divide you and your spouse He's trying to take you out he's trying to why there's a bigger purpose then he's going to try and take out your kids Mm -hmm. if he can get you you know in a place of divorce Mm -hmm. he's trying to divide the enemy tries to divide and conquer yeah amen amen well we don't want that to so be it but ephesians 5 25 says now it's talking about husbands here love your wives as christ also loved the church and gave himself for her now notice this in verse 26 now it's talking about husbands but it's saying Love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. What washes us? God's word washes us. God's word makes us clean so we can live holy, separated lives to God. You can't do it on your own. You can't do things in your own strength. It's God's strength in you. It's His Word that washes. It washes the mind. It keeps us thinking right. Come on. It's so important to stay full of the Word. That's why we're, we're always talking about, do you have a scripture? Are you reading your Bible? Are you staying full? Are you listening to the Word? Why? Because that Word, it washes you. It keeps your body. Um, it gives you, if I could say this, the knowledge to keep your body in line. It gives gives you the knowledge to keep your mind in line. Your your mind's being renewed when you're hearing that word and then you take it and apply it to your life, right? So it's important to stay full of the word. Guard those deposits that you've been given. And then if there is a weakness in the body or in the flesh or the soul, your mind, your will, emotions, maybe you're just a really emotional person. Mm -hmm. You know, being emotional can just wear you out. It can just drain you. You're up one day, down the next, depressed the next day, you know, full of joy the following day. And you're just like a roller coaster. That is not God. That is not God's best. God wants us to be full of joy all the time. Why? Because we know we've already overcome. Come on, don't forget. Don't let these things slip. Don't let them slip. Amen. So if there's a weakness, we've noticed, oh, we're a little... Maybe we're a little low in this area. Find that scripture. Get your word out. And then start to renew your mind with what the word says. What does the word say about your body? What does the word say about your emotions? Maybe you get angry a lot. Maybe you're touchy. Maybe it's like walking on eggshells every time someone's around you. You need to get the word out. Get a scripture. right? Maybe you're, you're, um, Maybe you're touchy. You know, no one can say anything. You always, hmm, man. Or maybe you just wake up in the morning, you don't want to talk to anybody, and you just have a little attitude, right? I've been there. I used to do that. And the Lord's like, you need to change that. You know, and I could have said like everyone else, well, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I get better throughout the day. You know, that is a bunch of baloney. (laughs) That's me yielding to the flesh saying, I'm just not a morning person. So what am I doing? I'm justifying my emotions of being touchy and eh. I don't want to talk right now. It's too early. Have you ever heard something? I don't want to talk. It's too early. I get it. You got to get up and have, have your time with the Lord. Then spend some time with God. Remind, remind yourself that his love is in you. Right. Yeah. And I don't care if someone wakes you up at 2am, you can still be happy. Come on, that's a challenge for all of us. Come on, on. I can say that for myself, amen? Amen. But that's putting the body and the flesh, the the will, under. It's making our spirit rise up, amen? Amen. Now let's turn as we get ready to close to Romans chapter 12. Praise the Lord. So we are not going to allow our faith, our faith life, to be contaminated by whatever our body wants to do. Whatever my mind wants to think, whatever my will wants to do, whatever my emotions, wherever they want to go, I'm going to go. I feel happy today, I'm going to be happy. I feel sad, I'm going to be sad. No, that, those things will contaminate our faith and we will live life way lesser than yeah it will all will always be struggling there will always be a power struggle going on between the spirit the soul and the body until you decide i'm letting i'm going to make my spirit yeah. rise up i'm going to feed my spirit i'm going to wash my body my mind with the word mm. come, on. come on the rest of that verse i didn't read the rest of that verse it says in ephesians five twenty six washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. This is Ephesians 5. Sorry, I went back there to verse 26 and 27. Good. But when we allow the water to, of God's word to wash us, mm-hmm. now we can be a glorious church Amen. with no spots or wrinkles, right? Amen. We're holy without blemishes. Praise God. That's what Jesus River Church, Jesus is coming back. Yeah. Did you know that? He's coming back, and he's coming back for a glorious church. Yeah, it's good. That's not just our spirit being alive unto God. It's getting our body consecrated. It's his. Our body is his. Yeah, it's good. Our body is God's. We read that verse. Our body is the Lord's. And if you're struggling with doing things with your body that aren't godly, get that verse out. I'm going to, let me read that again. I just, I felt, really feel led to read that verse. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Your spirit's not just God's, but your body, your flesh, it's his. So glorify God with him, amen, because you are not your own. Praise the Lord. We're going to close with Romans chapter 12. How do we continue to glorify God in our body? How do, we, how do we make sure that our spirit rises up and becomes the parent? And the soul, our mind, our will, and emotions, and our body are the children. And we always, we always have charge over them mm-hmm. because they're going to be with you all your life here on this earth. Yeah. Your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and your body, right? Right. Mm-hmm they're always going to be with you. Yeah. So, decide here now. I got to, I'm going to get some things in control here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to have my spirit start taking charge. There's been some areas, pastor, as you're talking, that I've realized I've allowed my emotions to take charge or I've allowed my body to take charge. Uh-huh. And I'm laying those things down. I'm consecrating my body to God. Yeah. It's his. It's already his anyway. Mm-hmm. You just have to yield it over to him. Mm-hmm. You have to make that decision though. You have to make a quality decision. Yes my body's his. I'm not doing that any longer. Yes. If, if it's against the word, my body doesn't do it. If it doesn't bring glory to God, my body doesn't go there. Yeah. Come on. Same with yeah. your mind. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies. Boy, the Lord likes to talk about our bodies. <laughs> present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service i want to read that to you out of the amplified it says make a decisive dedication of your bodies presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice come on presenting all your members all the members of your body is a living sacrifice holy devoted consecrated what does that word consecrated mean Set apart and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, listen to this last part in the Amplified, it's your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. You know, worship isn't just lifting our hands to the Lord and singing a song. Worship is a lifestyle. It's presenting our bodies to God. I'm worshiping God with my body. I'm worshiping God with how I use my body, what I do with my body and so are you. So we have to make it says make a decisive dedication of your body. Romans 12:1 in the amplified. Goes on to say don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are you going to transform your life? How are you going to make those decisions that you need to make? You're going to it says you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're going to exchange your old thoughts for God's thoughts. You're going to get in his word and allow his word to wash you, to wash your mind. That's what you're doing. You're taking God's thoughts. Every time you read his word, you're taking God's thoughts and you're exchanging them. You're getting rid of your old thoughts and you're taking God's thoughts amen it's your reasonable service to present your body as a living sacrifice it's important that we renew our minds that we wash our minds with the word praise god so i'm going to ask you these questions as i close am i staying full of the word is my spirit soul and body devoted and consecrated to god is it consecrated to the lord is your body consecrated to him come on you can make the change I said, you can make the change that you need to make because the greater one lives in you. See, the devil would lie to you and tell you it's too hard for your body to do the right thing. But your spirit man's way stronger. You need to feed your spirit. Listen to that word. Build your faith up. You you can do it. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Don't accept the lie that it's too hard to change. It's not too hard to change. That would be the enemy trying to keep you from living a higher life. He wants to keep you in a place where uh, the world is, is contaminating you. But God wants you to be consecrated to Him. I'm telling you, it's a blessing to be consecrated to the Lord, to consecrate your body to Him. You know, do I need to hit the reset button in some areas of my life? There are some areas I need to change. Ask yourself these questions. If there is a weakness, am I humble enough to admit it? You know, pride will never admit when they're wrong, pride will never admit if there's something that that it needs to change. But a humble person, humility, will say, I got to change this. I've walked in this cycle for so long. I've done this for so long. I've yielded to the body for so long. I need to change or I've done it. Maybe I've done it only for a few weeks and it's, it's taken me on the wrong path, Pastor. I need, I need to change. Be humble enough to admit it. And I'm gonna tell you this, admit it and quit it. Yeah. It's easy. Devil's a liar He tries to tell you it's too hard. It's easy, you can quit. You can quit with what? With the word. You renew your mind. You start taking in the word. You start um, quoting those scriptures out. You know what you can say? I'm free. Just like we read that scripture over our finances. You can say that about your body. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm free. I'm free from going that direction with my body. I'm free from thinking those kind of thoughts. I'm free from allowing my emotions to control me and dictate my day. I'm free from that. I'm free from that. Amen. And what scripture will I renew my mind with? What scripture will I wash over my mind and meditate on it so that I can be fit for the master's use, so that I can be a vessel of honor? What scripture? Find a scripture. Find a scripture. Amen. And I believe as we do these things, wow the power of God will flow and we'll be vessels of honor, we'll be consecrated, fully consecrated to the Lord, no longer contaminated by the world, no longer contaminated by our own desires, but consecrated to him, amen? I'm going to pray with you. If you are saying, Pastor, there are some areas that I've gone too far. Um, There are some areas that as you're ministering tonight, I know I need to change. Let me pray for you. Father God, I lift up those watching. That are saying I need to hit the reset button and I'm going to tell you right now you're not doing it on your own you've got the Holy Spirit divine help I thank you father that they have divine help they heard the word preached tonight I thank you father that faith rises up in their heart as they heard the word preached and that the Holy Spirit comes to their aid yeah he's already in you the Holy Spirit helps them helps them in that area that they're facing in Jesus name In Jesus' name. And you just start saying, I'm free. I can do all things through Christ. And start washing your your mind, your body. Wash it with the word of God. Listen to the word. You may need to listen to this message again. And I just want to encourage you. You can do all things through Christ. And you're not doing it. Remember this. The Bible says you can do all things, but you're not doing it in your own strength. You're doing it by the strength of God. I want to read this to you as as I close tonight. And then I'm going to have Sophia sing. This was a tongues and interpretation back in 1908. It's one of my favorite quotes. For earth is a school to prepare you for glory. The lessons here learned, you will always obey. When eternity dawns, it will be only the morning of life with me, God says always, as life is today. You know, this is a school here on earth to prepare us for heaven, we're not going to learn everything when we go to heaven. We'll learn well. We will if we haven't done anything here. But God wants us to get skillful in some things here on this earth. Amen. Do you want to go to heaven and they say, "Sorry, you're going to be in preschool." you back like, preschool, right? but Because you didn't you didn't learn anything on earth. You don't want to go to preschool when you get to heaven. i be like, I-, I won't go to university though. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, but you didn't, you didn't learn those things. You didn't take charge of your body and your, your mind, your will, and emotions. You allowed them to rule over you. Now, you got go to go preschool and learn how to take charge of those things, right? Here on earth, it's a school to prepare you for glory. And God gave us the textbook with all the answers in it. He gave us his word. Amen. Well, we love you. And let's sing this song together as we close.